Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Geekcast Radio Network of Podcast. Hi, this is Adam Mastriani, and you are listening to Altered Geek. You're tuned in to Steve Megatron on Altered Geek. Hello and welcome to Altered Geek. I'm your host, Steve Megatron, and joining me on this adventure into geekdom is TFG1 Mike. Hello, how are you? Doing well. It's been a while. Yes, it it has been a while. You kind of missed out on the awesomeness that was Mr. Oligopoly, but uh, I know, I know. Yeah, it was. It's okay. It's okay. You were you, you were off in in some corner of Colorado doing voice stuff and 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 juggling things and time zones and all that good stuff. Yeah, time zones. <laughs> we can do a whole podcast about time zones on a different podcast feed, but yeah. So, before the show, you said something about you had a story. What, what, what story you got? You ever liked something enough from your hometown to wait two hours for it? Um, this is this is going somewhere, but trust me. I don't think so, okay. but okay. So, suffice it to say, mm-hmm. uh, yesterday, yeah, it was yesterday, I waited two hours for food. That comes from Flint, Michigan. (laughs) Okay. I was not the only one. Uh, Okay. (laughs) So there's this, and it sounds stupid to anybody, like my wife thought I was an idiot uh, for waiting two hours for this. Because I walked in and I did not expect the waiting that happened. And Mm -hmm. basically, if you've ever lived in Michigan... Or in that area, have you okay. ever seen uh, a Kogel's hot dog? No, I have not. Okay, it is a local plant to Flint, Michigan, uh, along with like Abbott's Meats, uh, Better Made Potato Chips, uh, Verner's, Fago. Those are all Michigan products that pretty much stay in Michigan. You might find them here or there outside of Michigan, but it's very scarce and. So I went, I I found periodically I get this hankering for different foods that are from home because out here in Colorado, they don't have any concept of real food. Michigan, (laughs) Michigan, I I will say this, Michigan sucked as far as working and living, but man, they could feed you. Uh, so I had an Italian restaurant and I'll get back to the Kogel's hot dog thing in a minute but I I know nobody's going to care about this but it's a humorous story anyway I I moved from Michigan to Colorado for work and there was a restaurant called Italia Garden in Flint, Michigan Mm -hmm. that my wife and I like to eat at every time we go back that's where we eat so 
they have this sweet Sicilian Italian sauce and they make all of their food from scratch. Like it's, it's a home, you know, uh, small restaurant chain. They have like four restaurants and, uh, they, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a nice atmosphere. The food's great. You get a lot of food for your money, even though every time I go back, the price keeps going up, uh, inflation, you know, everything else. Uh, so I've spent the last three years trying to duplicate their sauce because two years ago I tried to email them and ask if I could buy the sauce and have it drop shipped to mm -hmm. Colorado for my anniversary. And I never heard back from them. Oh no. And I was like, okay, this, you know, it was a shot in the dark. I, I didn't expect to hear anything, but I at least expected to <laughs> no. Um, but uh, suffice it to say, my my family went in March. I made three different sauces while they were gone, and I knew they were eating there, and they ate there all week uh, when they weren't eating with my in-laws. And so I had them try the food when they got back. I labeled A, B, and C. I actually measured the food. I had specific ingredients I used. They had to come from, you know, I had this meticulous plan because I've been trying to duplicate their sauce for three years mm -hmm. in my spare time. So <laughs> I have it within a fraction of being the same sauce. Okay. A very slim margin, mind you. And so they came back, I perfected it, and now I have my own version of the same sauce. <laughs> So now I'm responsible for making spaghetti when it happens in my house or anything <laughs> that requires that sauce, like lasagna, uh, like a, you know, a, a specific uh, zucchini dish that my wife makes that it needs my sauce along mm -hmm. with the rest of what she puts in it okay. combined. It is great. Um, so, so anyways, that, that's one thing that I miss from Michigan. The other thing I miss is these Kogel's hot dogs and they're like these beef uh, skin hot dogs that, you know, you you cook them on the grill or you however. Anyways, when they get hot enough or whatever, they split open and it's and they have like this nice crunch texture to them when you, you eat them and mm -hmm. uh, so anyways I was doing some digging about a month ago just Periodically, I look because I'm like, oh, can I order some of this food and have it shipped here? And I find out that a truck was coming. It's it's like Kogel's on the road or something. It's run by a shipping company, and they have like two giant trucks that they take through all over the U.S. And they'd already hit Denver, Colorado, Colorado Springs, and they were coming to Loveland, Colorado, which is right in my neck of the woods. Mm -hmm. 10 minutes from my house. So <laughs> I went there yesterday at uh -huh. quarter after 11. I didn't leave till like quarter to two or quarter to one uh, because it took that long to, to get through the line. <laughs> I walked in and Mary's like, yeah, you have fun waiting in this line. I'm going to go take the boys to Barnes and Noble. <laughs> and, and I stood there and I talked to people and it was funny because everybody in line was from Michigan and they knew they were like, oh yeah, you know, we were all swapping stories of everything. So, anyways, the people were getting like the better made potato chips, the fago, the um, you know, all the other stuff that that comes from Michigan. And we had 
um, what is it? The, the Kogel's hot dogs. So they sell them in, you know, these big 10 pound cases. Yep. And I was telling a neighbor that I was going to go there and he was familiar with it. And he, he's like, Oh, buy me a case. And, you know, so I was already there. So I bought him a case and they have these Flint Coney's and Detroit Coney's. And what Detroit Coney's are, are they're a chili dog. They okay. call them a Coney. Yeah. They're not a Coney. The Flint Coney's yeah. are made from like ground, ground beef, basically the hot dog ground up with certain sp- seasonings and spices and whatnot. And in a special sauce and you put it on your hot dog and kind of like you would a chili dog, but it's, it's not chili. It's, it's meat. Uh, and so I went and bought a four pound thing of it because it's the only size container you could get of that. And then I got one of the cases of the hot dogs and I waited, I waited two hours for this. And so yesterday and tonight for dinner, I had, Kogel's hot dogs, Coney, Coney, <laughs> Flint Coney dogs. And it was like, oh, these are so familiar and they're delicious. They're horrible for you. And some Mary ate it the last night and then tonight she's like, yeah, I'm not wasting the calories on that. She's like, it was good, but I don't, I don't want to waste it on a hot dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so I get two. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, great. <laughs> so I was ecstatic because I got Flint food. So now I'm like, like, oh, this is fun. I, I get Flint food, you know, not only in my pasta, but for my, my cheap Labor Day snack. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. So I, and somebody asked, they were like, uh, when do you guys come back? And they're like, this time next year. And so everybody's like, well, I'll see you next year. <laughs> yeah. See you next year. Uh, but it was funny cause we were talking to the lady when we were getting our food and, uh, she was from Flint area too. And, uh, She's like, uh, yeah, we opened up a store in Arizona. She says there were literally people standing outside crying over hot dogs. And my wife's like, really? And she's like, oh, yeah. She says they were standing outside the door crying because they could buy their hot dogs whenever they wanted instead of having to wait for the truck. And I started laughing hysterically. I was like, I cannot imagine crying over a hot dog. Like, yes, they're delicious. I like them. Mm -hmm. But I, it was just. I was like, I can't imagine standing in front of a store crying that it's open. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah, I was just, I was pretty happy though. I got, I got the food. So that was my tangent of my funny story that I, I waited two hours for hot dogs from Flint without having very to go to cool, Flint to eat cool. them. Well, that's always a good thing. You never want to go home to eat them. You want to, you want home to come to you so you can eat them where you are. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told her, I says, Mary's like, well, we can't eat these all the time because, you know, we're run out and whatnot. And I said, well, they come once a year. I said, I said, well, I, I said, you know, I'll get them next year. And she's like, great. She says, we had to spend our whole Sunday staying around town because you had to get hot dogs. <laughs> I mean, I know this is going to be the most basic thing ever. But for me personally, the only hot dogs I've ever been able to eat are ballpark. I like ballpark too. My in-laws would cook those because that's just they would mm-hmm. they would buy them when they're on sale. They would literally they had a freezer full of them. Oh yeah, like a deep freeze, and, like a tall standing one. Yeah. They had an entire yep. freezer full of them. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, and for me, I just like the plain ballpark like bun size franks. I don't do the beef. I don't like the beef franks. Any company 
that does all I don't I don't like the taste of that stuff but but yeah no I mean that you know you go to be like literally I had no idea so I was born raised and everything else in Massachusetts from 1980 to 1993 I lived there by the time I was 13 I was going to you know live in Kentucky and everything else well in Massachusetts just like in Michigan because Michigan has their own, like you've already talked about all the specific Michigander foods with Massachusetts we have several things that are exclusive to that and one of those is Cape Cod kettle cooked potato chips I know everybody and their brother lays and everybody else does kettle cook now too and there are all kinds of mom and pop companies that do it too but when I was a kid the best kettle cooked potato chips were Cape Cod potato chips and I've once seen I those left Matt, yeah yeah, and what, well, it, I was surprised because in 1993, once I left Massachusetts and lived in Kentucky for 25 years, or however the hell long I lived in Kentucky after that, I was like, oh my god, I can never have, like, you move from one place to another place, you don't think the new place is going to have the same stuff that the old place had. And then in some convenient, it was a Thornton's or it was a Chevron or something, I'm like, oh my god. What is a bag of Cape... It was like the only Cape... I was like, yoink! And <laughs> now that we have, you know, Walmart and Walmart Plus and everything else, it's like, oh, I can, as long as they have it in stock, I can order Cape Cod potato chips whenever I want. And that's the kind of thing of, you know, the even though potato chips are junk food and whatever else, but it's like that thing from home that you used to eat as a child kind of thing. You know, it's not the whole meal deal with spaghetti sauce and all that stuff like you're talking about, but it's kind of the same thing. Alright, so that's your story of the week. And let's get into the top two stories in Geekdom that we have. Mighty Ducks, The Lame Changers Season 2 trailer debuted. I'm sorry, Mighty Ducks Game Changers. I... I understand why Emilio is not coming back because of all of that stuff that happened, but I don't like this show without any of the classic people there. Hello? Yeah, I don't. Okay. I don't care for revivals of shows unless they have the original people involved to some yeah. degree. Yeah. And like I said, I understand why he's not working with them anymore and all that and everything else and whatever with the whole, whatever his stance on COVID was. I don't remember what that whole story was and I don't really care. But when I watched the first season, and I know we talked about it on this show at some point or another, when I watched the first season, I'm like, I don't like any, most of these kids I don't give a crap about. The mom is annoying as all hell. I can't stand her. I don't and like I was, any of the characters. Like, they're very unlikable. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that trailer debuted, and, and yeah, we're probably not going to watch. The, I, I said to you in, in, in private message, I said, the only way I'm going to watch an episode of the second season is if they have any. If they have Eldon Henson, or if they have whomever come but like any of the classic characters from the original films hell if they have and see that's the thing like 
Emilio's not there anymore as Bombay, so Bombay's out. They're going, from what I can tell from the trailer, they're at this new summer camp where Josh Duhamel is the new kind of Gordon Bombay character. And don't get me wrong, I absolutely love Josh Duhamel as an actor. I love almost everything he's ever been in. And, okay, I guess I don't technically love the Transformers movies, but I don't mind his character. Like, his character in the Transformers movies I enjoyed. And obviously, for me personally, I knew him as Leo on All My Children, but he's been in other movies and he's done other things that are, I really like the guy. I think he's cool. He was in one of my favorite shows that I mentioned, uh, you know, five, six, seven episodes back, Las Vegas with James Caan. So I like the guy, but I, uh, I don't know. I just, yeah, I, I watched the trailer for it. I just don't have that level of, I, I was very excited when I saw that Bombay was back, even though they mm-hmm. kind of made him kind of a curmudgeon-y old man. Yep. Which, I, I honestly, I hate it when they bring these revivals back, mm-hmm. and then they make the, like, the, the hero or the guy that's, like, the head of it, like, make him the villain. Like, they make him such a jerk, and they do it in yeah. all these shows. Like, Picard was like that. They made Bombay like that. They, you know, they... And I get it. Life is tough on the characters, and they give them a backstory. But honestly, I I don't like when they just kind of ruin the character for the sake of being like, oh, we got to introduce these new characters. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just crazy. And there are some good... Now, there's a difference between, I personally believe, there's a difference between a reboot and a sequel thing. Like, Boy Meets World, Girl Meets World. Girl Meets World is a sequel. It takes place years after Boy Meets World. Corey and Topanga are all grown up with 2.7 kids and Sean and and and, and, and Katie and, and, you know, I was wondering with Girl Meets World. Girl Meets World had three seasons on Disney Channel. I was wondering when they were going to get Feeny back. Because the only thing we really saw in that first season was, I believe it was the the very first episode. At the end of the episode, you see a a picture of Feeny in the train station or wherever the hell they are. And you see that, and then that's it until, obviously, much, much later when he comes in at the end of the show, close to the third season kind of thing. Uh, Whereas, like, you know, for a reboot or a remake... You know, you have completely different actors, completely different characters, and you just are using the like. If they did right now, if they took the animation style and everything else and put it today on whatever Cartoon Network you want to talk about, if they took Batman the Animated Series and did everything that they did 30 years ago today, except they replaced Kevin Conroy, not that they ever would, but I'm saying, like, you change certain things or you don't do you don't like yeah no that's no i don't want to remake when i can just watch the original yeah i yeah and and i tried watching some of the other remakes on disney Mm -hmm. like uh the doogie hauser thing and i watched like three episodes (laughs) and i was like "Eh, it wasn't too bad but it's not you know they at least acknowledged the original yeah and then the uh Turner and Hooch. Oh, God. 
they yes, I, I I enjoyed it for what it was. It was very predictable, mm-hmm. but I enjoyed it for what it was. <laughs> yep. I hated the fact that they killed Tom Hanks. Yeah. I was like, can't you just have him, you know, because it wasn't that long after he was supposedly dead. Mm. They could have easily had it be a fake death. Yeah. Like he was undercover or something like deep cover. Yeah. Or captured or, you know, something. I don't know. It just, it felt kind of like a slap in the face to Tom Hanks. Yeah. And I kind of wish that they'd continued it because they brought other people back from the old stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of wish that one had gotten another season to kind of do more, but I think they kind of screwed themselves by having him killed. Yeah. And had nowhere to go with it. I don't know. It's just I'm not a huge fan with a lot of reboots anymore. I just, I'm like, do your own thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But so, yeah, Batman. Yes. I did not plan this, folks. And it's always around this time of year, isn't it? You know? Well, it it is, but, like, I didn't plan for us to record Altered Geek and talk about Batman the Animated Series' 30th anniversary on the actual 30th anniversary date, September 5th, 2022. I did not plan for it, like... And then I saw somewhere, or where, I forget even where I saw this 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 link that we'll have in the show notes. Thirtieth uh, anniversary uh, Batman the animated series day thread. So they have in this in this post on this website, which is avocado.org. I thought Matt Murdock and 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 Foggy Nelson were the avocado people. Anyway. So they have all these various things, and they have all these various drawings, and just showing off. They have one image of all the title cards together. I love that. That is awesome. But Batman the Animated Series, 30 years. Wow. Just, just wow. It's a show that defined, redefined the character and gave new life to most of the characters. Like, Mr. Freeze was just a criminal before... Batman the Animated Series and Bruce Tim, Paul Dini, Alan Burnett, all those people. You know, I mean, Mark Hamill Joker. I said this to somebody recently on a podcast. I don't know if it'll if that podcast will be out um, before or after this. I, I don't know. It just depends on how I, how I edit these things and get them done and finished and all that. But I said something to someone originally about, uh, you know, we were talking about conventions and certain people, how they get treated at, at conventions or whatever. And Tim Curry's name came up because Tim Curry was at a convention and it just didn't look like he should be there. Like he didn't look like he was in that great of health kind of thing. And I had mentioned, oh yeah, Tim Curry was going to be the voice of the Joker originally. And they didn't really like it and or something. And it wasn't the right fit. And then obviously they found, you know, they asked Mark Hamill. And Mark Hamill obviously gave us the iconic, the iconic Joker. You have so many great episodes in this in this series. In you know, in the entire series, not just Batman the animated series, but the new Bat, uh, but the the Adventures of Batman and Robin, and then the new Batman Superman Adventures. Yes, Cat, we know there's something wrong. We get it. It's okay. The bat isn't going to come out of the fireplace and attack you, Cat. Yep. Nice kitty.
the impression that this show left on all of us. What What is it about Batman the Animated Series that you love the most 30 years after it premiered? I love the animation, I love the voice acting, and I love the stories. Like, all of it combined mm-hmm. is why I enjoyed it so much as a kid. And mm-hmm. I still enjoy it. Like, it's still one of the best animated series of all time. Like, it's... You know, even whether it's number one still as it was on our list years ago, or yep. it's still top five worthy. It's still great. Absolutely. And for me, it's about the characters. It's about the, like you said, the voice actors. It's also about some of my favorite episodes. I mean, between Heart of Ice, and this is just me personally, Heart of Ice, The Forgotten, POV, my top two favorite episodes in the entire series are Old Wounds and Over the Edge. Because each of those episodes focuses on Nightwing and Batgirl, and it's just a great cartoon series that basically launched what would become the DC Animated Universe. You got Adam West, you got Michael Keaton. In 1992, we got Kevin Conroy. This is Kevin Conroy. And I am the goddamn Batman. And Kevin Conroy will always be the first voice of Batman I hear in my head when I am reading any Batman comic, as long as it's Bruce Wayne Batman. Now, if it's Terry McGinnis Batman, that's a little different. you got to hear Will Friedel. But if it's Bruce Wayne Batman, I will forever hear Kevin Conroy as I read those comics. Oh yeah, every time I read them, I I see them both. Mm-hmm. Like I see Kevin Conroy, I see Mark Hamill, I see all those voices, I hear them in my head. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's just such a great series. I mean, groundbreaking really, because in the 80s we had all the, you know, syndication animation and all, you know, you had the He-Man with the background and the running and the Transformers and, and the gem and the mask and the G.I. Joe and Silverhawks and Thundercats and insert whatever cartoon that I don't, I'm not mentioning here. I can't mention all the 80s cartoons because you had all that. And then you get to 1992. Who the hell ever thought of using black paper for animation? Eric Radomski thought of it. Makes sense. And that was groundbreaking. Especially for something that dark. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. And it's just cool. Very much so. Yep. Happy 30th anniversary Batman the Animated Series to you and all of the people that worked on that show. Alright, so we are going to take a quick break. Come back and talk about the topic for the night. Remember, if you like what you hear, to subscribe to the show on all the various podcast platforms and all that. And we'll be back after this. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Because the world needs another movie podcast. The GeekCast Radio Network presents for your listening pleasure, The Cinema Geek. Hosted by Amanda, Kevin, Matt, and Dan. Each week, we dive headfirst in the landscape of movies as we discuss movie news, play movie games, go in-depth on reviews, and even have a top ten countdown or two. Also, don't miss our director retrospective series, where we review noted directors' movies, film by film. Bottom line is, if you love movies and love podcasts, you need to experience The Cinema Geeks. You can find us on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, or geekcastradio.com. Like science fiction? Of course you do, or you wouldn't be listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Well, the Mark Who 42's Universe podcast is an award-winning sci-fi radio show that's been around for over 10 years. We cover everything from Doctor Who to the MCU to pop culture and everything in between. A new show drops on Tuesday mornings on the GCRN website and all of the major podcast platforms. So listen to the Mark Who 42's Universe podcast from the universe and beyond. On the Simplistic Reviews podcast, we talk movies. We talk TV. We talk... Hello, Julie, what the heck are you doing? Trying to make our spots sound more exciting by adding explosions. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you could have got the point across with sound effects, not the real thing. Download this show on iTunes or at simplisticreviews.blogspot.com. I'm sure your insurance company will cover that. No, they won't. No, they probably won't. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, folks. We are back here on Altered Geek. And tonight's topic is... One company to own them all. (laughs) My process. The nurses are ours. Yes. Uh, this will be embedded in the post on the website, but I was watching a Clownfish TV video. Clownfish. Which I'd heard of them before. Just to yeah, no. But I, I'd not yeah. watched a lot of their stuff. But actually, they're very much on the ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of geekdom. Yeah. Absolutely they are. And, you know, they're working on, I believe they have their website, but I don't remember if they do or they not. Do. Uh, clownfishtv.com. So, you know, but I, I saw this on their, on, on their YouTube channel and I was like, Ooh, this would be a cool, you know, topic to break down. Yep. And yeah, I mean, so what they are talking about in the video is the company called Valnetic or Valnet Inc. It is, is the company that they're talking about now. Valnet Inc. owns Screen Rant. Collider, Comic Book Resources, Ain't of My Existence Sometimes, Movie Web, Game Rant, The Gamer, 
Dual Shockers, Android Police, XDA, Pocket Now. I love Pocket Now. I love some a lot of the stuff they do. They're really cool. They're one of the tech people that you know that I watch that I didn't really mention in the GCR episode that we just recorded, but. But yeah, so they own so one company owns all of these things, and if you see like I see the same news articles coming out of Screen Rant, CBR, whatever, Collider, Movie Web, yeah, Game Rant, yep, yeah, all of them. I see like oh, and they all have different titles, but essentially it's the same article. Like you know, CBR could be like oh, these ten episodes of Batman anime series are the best, or whatever kind of thing. Oh, here we go. Uh, CBR, 10 movies that changed the world. Uh, CBR, 10 funniest sitcom dads ranked. You know, you know, the game rant. Rockstar appears to be saying goodbye to Grand Theft Auto 5. You know, you have all these things, and one company owns all of these these things and it's like oh my god it's like geek news isn't well it just shows you how disingenuous it just shows you how disingenuous the internet is yeah Uh, especially when you get all of these different sources which all you know don't get me wrong it explains leaps and bounds uh because there's they mentioned some of the ones that that uh, CBS Paramount owned. Mm-hmm. And they were like huge, huge shills for Discovery when it came out. Yeah. <laughs> Even though the fan rating was like in the toilet. Yep. And the the critic rating was, was sky high because they were all in the pocket of CBS Paramount. <laughs> yep. So it just goes to show you that, you know, you have to be careful where you're getting your info. And whether they're associated with the product at hand, especially if it's a good or a bad review, like if it's, if it's a good review, might want to do a little bit of background check. Yeah. Because like uh, they even mentioned, uh, like we got it covered or, you know, whatever. Yeah. That dumpster. That was hilarious to me. Yeah. That was hilarious to me because for years, I've been saying, they ain't got nothing covered. Like, it's the most... It's clickbait. Yeah, yeah, no, it is, but it's like the most asinine clickbait ever. Like, again, going to my Google feed and some of the... And I, I'm not trying to pick on CBR, but apparently... CBR is what maybe I've blocked some of these other websites that that do clickbait, but that's all the links I'm seeing on my Google feed. Okay, here's something from Coke and Comics. Sleep of Ages, Coke and Comics. Here's Collider. The ten worst Doctor Seuss adaptations according to IMDb. Uh, from CBR, ten ways Christopher Reeve was the perfect Superman. Usually I see some sort of top 10 from CBR, like like I said before, top 10 Batman voice actors or whatever. I'll just scroll down to number one unless I have to click through something just to see what the number one choice is and see if I agree with it or not. Pretty much. I, I don't even, if, if I have to go through clickbait, I don't even read it. 
I just skip. Yep. It, it becomes one of those things that I just, oh, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing, like, even in, like, not necessarily because this one company owns all of these websites, you look at the Transformers websites, and I know this isn't all things Transformers, but this will tie in because you look at, and I, I love all of them for the most part, you look at TFW 2005, you look at T-Formers, yep. you look at Cybertron, you look at AllSpark, all these Transformers websites that put the news out. It's essentially all the same news as far as – and this is why I've said for us as podcasters, we don't – you and I and whomever else we have on these shows that are reactionary shows to articles and things that we want to discuss, like this, this company article here, we react to it. We give our opinion on it, but we're not reporting the news. Like, we're not out, you know, at, you know trying to get – things out of CBS or, you know, or whatever kind of thing. We're just reacting to what, what is being told to us. And, and it's crazy that only one company owns all of those. Oh man. And sometimes some of them, and I, I do this too, I'm sure plenty of my old written articles on our website, I'm sure there's at least one or two typos in every single one of them. But it always, I always find it hilarious if I'm reading an article on any of the any of these websites, and they've got like some like hellaciously stupid uh, mm-hmm. typo typo on it or grammar yep. issue. I, what yep. I really love is the lack of the lack of research mm-hmm. that goes into a lot of the articles. And I know for a fact they don't pay like diddly squat for these articles. Yeah, I know this because years ago when I went to uh, try and write for some of them when I was writing tech articles, granted, tech articles pay much better uh, than geek podcasts or geek uh, pop culture websites Yeah, for the same amount of content. Like they, they tell you they want clickbaity articles for the pop culture stuff. They want quizzes. They want polls. They want, uh, you know, top tens. They want. So they're grasping at straws a lot of the time. What I've noticed is, especially when it comes to things like Transformers related or Beast Wars, I can nitpick the crap out of them because we've covered it ad nauseum over the last yep. 12, 13 years. And I've, uh, you know, we've made it our mission to kind of know all things mm-hmm. Transformers. And yep. so when these idiots write articles that are glaringly wrong, the yeah. top 10 most uh, obscure Transformers. Do you remember that? Yes. Cyclonus. We never did. Cyclonus yeah. was on there. Yeah, you know, well, we never did an episode on that. No, yeah. we, we discussed it. Did we? Yeah, very briefly. Discussing. But we were talking about I, how yeah. stupid the article was. But I mean, yeah. they had like they had characters that were that were main characters or yeah. Top it's like, characters. it's like you don't yeah. have like somebody like swerve or, or somebody like rung or, you know, something on there. No, you have, you have these characters that have been like a huge, you know, even if you're not a, a cartoon fan, if you're uh-huh. looking at IDW, they turned uh-huh. Cyclonus into a totally different character. And he was, yep. he was like one of those, those ones that kind of stood out. Like, how could you not know who yeah. he was? And yeah, exactly. he's not obscure, like he's main character. And so I, uh, 
you know, and, and then I'll see things Star Trek related or I'll see things, you know, other other topics related. And, and I'm sitting there and I and I'm thinking, how did this how did this make it past an editor? Like, did they do no research? Like, like the the Beast Wars ones, obviously, I can nitpick all day. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I even wrote a, a nitpick in their comment section on one of them because I thought it was so stupid. <laughs> and but I mean, like, I don't know. Like, it, it kind of gets annoying when you're going to all these sites and they have clickbaity articles. They have, you know, just report it how it is. And I liked how this yeah. Clownfish TV. Uh, video explained it and they were talking about the fact that you know as some of these websites have changed hands they've gotten less political and they've gotten more yeah back to their back to their clickbaity roots yeah because people were tuning them out like yeah i'm sorry but i when i go to pop culture i want to read about pop culture or if i go to you know geek stuff or if i go to tech or if i go to star trek or if i go to transformers like i i look for the content yeah i don't i don't care about your opinion on other things like just like people didn't care when i had an opinion on politics here once upon a time like yeah it's 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 irrelevant like we get to geek culture because we want to get away from all of that yeah (laughs) and and i realize it's embedded in geek culture but it's it's different when they're blatantly shoveling it in instead of just kind of you know doing the fun aspects of the pop culture yeah well i mean you know we there yes we do cover all things transformers but there are plenty of things that you and i aren't that well versed in so like i don't know that like i've seen the rid 2001 series i've seen the unicron trilogy sort of but i don't remember any of it and right now at this moment i have no desire to revisit it i remember how some of the episodes were bad and how some of the characters or mainly the humans were bad, but like, you know, just because like we covered, what was it? Uh, I pulled up, uh, it was last year. I pulled up an article for, from TFW 2005 about the 20th anniversary of robots in disguise 2001, because I remember what I remember about that cartoon is I remember the intro and I remember like the first episode, like the first 10 minutes of the first episode. So I'm like, oh, let's mention this as part of our news reaction type thing. And and then it's – and I understand most of these websites have to – they have to give the general – not us, the general public reader the background. But if you have a title that says something about, oh, like, like for me, I don't – like when I wrote my, my Jason Todd – post when I wrote my Jason Todd piece I basically said I've never liked Jason Todd until now but in that article I didn't get like the first paragraph wasn't an entire history of Jason Todd in the comics it was giving you the reason why I never liked him I, you know my reasons of I never really knew about the character kind of thing until Sean Murphy's White Knight series and, and everything else, which is more current day. It had started in 2017. But, like, these websites, man, will sometimes, like, give you this whole, like, if it's a Transformers article on, like, CBR, like, especially, like, CBR and places that are not 
Transformers websites, they will give you like this paragraph and a half of history. And I'm just like, that has nothing to do with the title of the article. Where's the like, where, like, don't bury the lead, people. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's just the internet we yeah. live in today, unfortunately. Sadly. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know. So, what do you guys think? Like, do you, do you find it irritating <laughs> that so many of these sites are owned by the same people and publishing the same crap? Like, is there a site that you go to that you uh, primarily get your geek news from? Is there one that you feel is, like, the least biased or the least clickbaity? Because uh, I would genuinely like to know, because I've gotten to the point where I just don't care about some of these sites, and I try to avoid them like the plague. This is why we don't have a general, I mean, yes, Altered Geek, you and I specifically pick out certain articles that we know that we want to talk about them. But this is why we don't have, on the, on the GeekCast Radio Network, we do not have a general geek news show. Like, we don't have what This Week in Geek used to do with the nerd news and all of that and everything else. Because finding stories we want to talk about sometimes is kind of difficult because some of these websites... And I know on computers specifically, I'm sure you can do it on mobile phones too. You have ad blockers and everything else. But like, I was sitting here trying to read something about. Oh, I was, this is a 2016 article about the two guys who do the voiceovers for Big Brother. There's mm-hmm. one guy who does like all the stuff in the house. So, have you ever seen Big Brother? No. Okay. So, I guess I'm meant to CBR it for you. Survivor is on an island outside with bugs and you get voted off the island. Yep. Big Brother is essentially that, except it's in this luxurious house compound and it's the same kind of concept where you get, you know, you the house guests get voted off each week kind of thing. So in that, they have the overall... Like, and I can't do it like the guy does it and I don't, I don't have that article pulled up so I don't remember his name off the top of my head. But, like, he'll do, like, previously on Big Brother kind of thing. It's it's one of those narration things. So he does all of that. And then there's a second guy that does, and most of this is all pre-recorded. Like, he'll record the line, and then they just reuse it all season long. Like, if it's, Danielle, come to the diary room, please, or... Uh, Bailey, come to the diary room, please. Or Swaggy C, you need to go out to the whatever kind of thing. So there are two guys that have been doing this for over 20 years on this show. One is mainly for the stuff that's in the house, and one is the overall narrator for the previously on, this week on, that kind of stuff. I absolutely love it because it's so cool. But that's a news article, which I've just talked about, that I would want to talk about on a podcast where... I read it, and it's fine. But the problem was, when I went to scroll down, I ended up clicking, and my mouse, apparently, I was on some invisible ad that I didn't see, because it kept switching me back to some page that I didn't even know I was on. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, come on, websites, get your shit, I'm sorry, get your stuff together. Like, Seriously. I don't know. I'm sorry. This is your show. <laughs> I'm sorry. Either way. Either way. <laughs> like, it just... I don't know. I, I would be curious to hear where people get their stuff from, because I... Yes. 
I've honestly kind of given up as far as some of the news. Like I, I will go to as it is as it is. I'll often go to Twitter and just wait for things to kind of pile through my my feed. And then I just kind of go from there. Like I don't make a big deal out of checking a lot of these news sites because it they bury the lead. It takes forever to find the information, and I just don't have that patience to sit there and try and find it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like I like I mentioned before. I, I think I mentioned this on the Geekcast Radio episode. I'll mention it here. There are several tech YouTubers that I watch on YouTube. Some I watch all of their videos, and some I pick and choose. Uh, Marquez Brownlee, MKBHD, uh, Lou Later, who is Unbox Therapy, uh, Michael Fisher, Mr. the Mr. Mobile, uh, Mr. Who's the Boss, uh, who, is, who is Aaron Mayani, I believe is how his last name is pronounced, you know, Pocket Now Daily. And it's because I want to stay involved with what's going on in some of the tech world. And I mentioned on the GCR episode that Asus or Lenovo or whatever, two companies recently released basically two different folding screen laptops. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. That would be awesome. You know, that I can kind of dig kind of thing. And yeah, if it's real news, like real world things that are happening, I follow several television stations on Facebook and Twitter and things like that. But most of the time, I'm not paying attention to geek culture news unless it's something that you and I want to talk about here or if it's something that you and I or somebody else wants to talk about on GeekCast Radio or obviously when we do news episodes of all things Transformers. That's pretty much all the news we do here at GeekCast Radio. We don't do... We don't do up to the minute. Like, we don't... It, yeah. I mean, we do opinion reactionary piece, but... Yeah. Yeah. I mean... We don't do up to the minute because it is super stressful to do that. Well, it, and there's a million sites doing it. I would rather mm-hmm. wait until a lot of the information has come down the pipe. Yep. <laughs> rather than... Absolutely. Rather than try and be like, um, well, if this is just developing right now, um... Yeah, just, like yeah. I said, we are not the, we are never going to be the Walter Cronkite or the Peter Jennings or the Dan Rather Tonight or on the, the Geekcast Radio Network. Yeah. Okay, Casey. Tonight on the Geekcast Radio Network, we'll be covering that's news. Mm-hmm. That is actually you say that, and that's actually something we should discuss at some point. So. I have been a, not the geek, it has to do with Casey, so uh, I have been an Audible subscriber fan, I subscribe off and on, but I've had Audible for a long time, and when I have been a, a Premium Plus or whatever kind of member, whatever it is, I found, when was, when did they do this, it was... 2021? I don't remember. Please tell me. Where? Yeah. June 7th, 2021. June 15th. They did a... It was Carrie Kasem, uh, Martin Cove, the narration, but they did this eight-part podcast called Bitter Blood, Kasem v. Kasem. 
and it's basically an eight-part podcast where it's like detailing the, you know, how the whole thing with his wife, you know, skirting him off to Norway and this that and the other thing, and the fact that he's, you know, how he passed away and 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 all that. So I think you know, I've listened to it already, and I'll listen to it again. But I think you should listen to this because I, you know, you being the Casey Kasem fan that you are, I, I think this would be a good discussion. Hmm. Just to, just to, you know, it's so sad. Man. Yeah, I remember reading really about is. when there was that family custody battle of his dead body. Yep. Like it was just, yep. it's like, dude, he's gone. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, Again, your show. Take it away. What? Where, where are we going next, dude? What are we doing? So, anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what next. What the next episode is going to cover? Uh, normally, I would say next week, but I don't know. Like, I don't want to pigeonhole an episode just because I want to do an episode yeah. every week. If I have a topic, there'll be a topic. But uh, so, I guess, kind of the question would be, you know, what what are your geeky predictions for twenty twenty three? What are some things that you're hoping will come to pass? next year whether it be with toys whether it be with movies tv shows animation uh just what's something you guys would be interested in uh seeing come to pass like i i think that would be something entertaining for us to uh, discuss as far as you know some possible predictions of 2023 will probably be way off in left field but you never know so i've I've been right before yeah many times yeah, absolutely. And 2023, man, it's it's so crazy between 10, 20, 30, 40, and 50 years. There's so many things that have coming up with anniversaries. Next November will be the 50th anniversary of the Disney animated Robin Hood movie. Now, we covered that movie on Tooncast, Optimus Solo and I did, and I'm just like, ooh, Returning to Robin Hood or something to celebrate the 50th anniversary. And I'm just like, oh my god, this is so, so, so cool and just so, so fun. We are in the midst of potential, you know, we're, we're going to be getting a new, I know everyone's going to groan when I say this, we're getting a new Nickelback album this year, finally. They're still around? Um, oh, yeah. Has he learned how to do a concert without a vocoder? I've seen him in person. So have I. He's yeah. It it wasn't as genuine as the. He's uh, not as good sounding as he is on his albums. Okay, but that so goes for a lot of people though. Yeah. So all right, briefly before we before you end up closing this out, I will say, I do not. I like this. Whatever the pre-produced sound is for the albums. Any any musician, doesn't matter who it is. Could be Led Zeppelin for all I care. I like the sound on the albums. There are not no, there, not any half the time live musicians that I absolutely love listening to them live. Yeah. I think it's great being able to go and see them. I have seen Twice? Yes. I have seen Theory of a Dead Man twice in my lifetime. I saw them in 2003, and I saw them with Karen in 2018. 
I hmm. believe was when we were there. And Tyler Connolly, as much as I love the guy, and as much as I want to interview the guy, I actually interviewed one of the other theory members years ago in 2011. I interviewed Dave Renner, the guitarist. Yep. I would love to talk to Tyler, but every time I've seen Tyler Connolly and Theory of a Dead Man in person, the two times that I've seen them, they don't sound like it's like the two times I've seen them is like the one night that the lead singer gets sick or something. And he just does not sound the way they don't sound the way they sound in the albums. And I know the albums get produced and there's effects and whatever and all this and all that and everything else, but well, I'm not a live mu- I, I'm not a live music fan because it just isn't the same. Well, it ruins that that concept. Yeah, I listened to. I just found thanks again. I'm, I did I mention him here or over on Geek? Jesse W. Jackson, my buddy who does Set Lusting Bruce, it's a Bruce Springsteen podcast. He just recently turned me on to Out of Touch, a Hall and Oates podcast that two ladies do, and uh, it's uh, Mary Kay and oh god, what's the other lady's name? I'm I'm sorry, I I don't remember. I am I I yeah. uh. But, you know, I was listening to them and they go, you know, that they pick a song or they pick an album from Hall and & Oates and they were asking me, oh, it was Dr. Dr. Naomi. It's Dr. Naomi something or there is the, is the other lady that does it with, with Mary Kay. They were saying something about Out of Touch, the Hall & Oates song Out of Touch and when was the last time that Hall & Oates had performed it live because they were going to be going to see Hall & Oates live at one point or another. So I'm just like sitting here Googling when was the last time Hall and Oates played out of touch. And I found an in-person, you know, concert video on YouTube from like 2012. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching it and I'm just like, I prefer the song that's on the album. I don't like this live performance. Not that I don't want, not that I dislike Daryl Hall and John Oates in, in, in concert. I just don't like hearing that song live. I don't know. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy stuff, folks. Crazy. All right. You want to get us the heck out of here? Yep. So thank you, as always, for listening to Altered Geek. I've been been your host, Steve Megatron, along with... Steve, Joe, and White. You can find us on the Twitters at SCP21 or at Altered Geek. And you can find Mike at... Steve, Joe, and Mike... So. And at Geekcast Radio and all that other good stuff. Yep. And this episode's post is on Facebook and, of course, always on geekcastradio.com. So until next time, get altered, get geeky with the altered geeks. I've had it with all this Nickelback hating, right? You think that makes you cool with the cool kids in school, Fred? No, it just it, makes me right. It doesn't. They're overproduced, formulaic ear garbage. Oh, really? You know who might disagree with that? Facts. 50 million albums worldwide, 11th best-selling musical act of all time, Billboard's most successful rock group of the last decade, six Grammy nominations, 12 Juno Awards, those count, six Billboard Music Awards, two American Music Awards, one People's Choice Award, Canadian, and a partridge in a pear tree. 